The presidential motorcade had just passed through heavy crowds in downtown Dallas and was circling through the fringes of the business district when three shots suddenly rang out. Destroying the media lies and dismantling the narratives. One story at a time. It's the Adrian Slate Show. The World Health Organization declares the coronavirus outbreak a global pandemic. I'm Adrian Slate. Thanks for tuning in. If you wonder why I've been overdue to do a show, it's because the coronavirus has been cluttering everything. I've been pretty uninspired the last week and a half because that's all that's been out there. Nonstop coronavirus. It's like news just disappeared. Financial markets collapsed. Everybody's in a panic. Italy is shut down. I mean, I, I have to wonder, because what we're seeing in China, or what we saw in China, we saw when the virus outbreak first happened, people being welded in their homes by their government. People of all ages being pulled off the streets. You couldn't even enter the checkpoints without you know, having your head examined for temperature. And next thing you know, they're fumigating the streets. And then we're seeing reports of just a death toll that was scary. There was actually satellite imagery showing carbon, heavy carbon emissions in certain areas that the only way you would reach those levels were if you were burning corpses. Incinerators. Doctors in China were talking about how incinerators were being passed out throughout the region to handle the body count. You have Iran. Ironically enough, Iran, who was with China, most of Iran's parliament was affected. A lot of them died. Iran, China, American adversaries. Who only knows what the Iranian government was doing hanging out in China? I mean, but then we hear Italy gets it, and they're shut down. Not hearing much from France or Germany, but Italy is shut down. And then we start hearing that cases of it come to America. Everybody starts getting panicked. The market dies. Stock market just collapsing, collapsing the economy. China's economy shut down. They're starting to go back to work. And we start being told, well... Here's the thing about the coronavirus in the United States. It's not going to be, it's bad, but it's not that bad. But it's bad enough that you need to stay in your home, but it's like a flu. It's like a serious flu that only targets old people. Children, they might get it, that goes away. So it's a demographically targeting flu from China that doesn't really kill us because we have a great healthcare system. Does any of that make sense to you? Doesn't make sense to me. The news media is out there blaming it on Trump. Trump virus. This is Trump's Chernobyl. This is Trump's Katrina. I'm starting to wonder if this is Trump's housing market crash. If you remember what happened in 2008, the economy took a kick in the balls because of the fact that the housing market was overinflated. Next thing you know, it all came crashing down right before Obama's presidency against John McCain. 
First, George Bush says, well, we have to suspend free market principles to save the free market. That's where the bailouts came in. John McCain decides to suspend his campaign, and Obama ends up winning. You know, there's an individual who was able to affect certain economies for political gains. I don't want to say his name yet, but listen to this. Three countries, their economy was completely manufactured and manipulated to a point where it collapsed and the individual got the political win he wanted and also made financial gains. That guy's George Soros. Now, I'm not saying he has any connection here because I haven't seen any connection, but he does have a big history and he does fund a lot of different things. People will go, well, Adrian Slade, why would you think the stock market, why would someone want the stock market to be affected by this? Well, a couple things can happen here. First off, if you have a little bit of insider knowledge, maybe you've already moved your money to better assets and you are banking off of the losses. Who knows? Or maybe you're like Google. Maybe you're a company that's so huge that you'll take an economic kick in the ball sack because if not, your entire industry, your entire company is going to sob and cry if they lose election this time, like they did when Hillary Clinton lost. All of Google was crying. Do you think a company as big as Google would, would weather a small dip in the stock market to oust the sitting president? I'm not saying this is all targeted at Trump, but there's a lot of things being exploited here. Call me cynical. Call me a skeptic. I'm being told to believe China is such a totalitarian regime, such a communist regime that, well, they just have primitive health care. They don't have a good health care system. But this is the same country with facial recognition technology throughout its infrastructure. The same country that is being tasked to create the European Union's 5G network. They can't combat what is just in America as a serious flu, similar flu. I mean... If Italy, the United Kingdom, Australia, if they helped spy on the president of the United States because they didn't want him involved, and then China and Iran were being targeted, the Iran deal being decimated, China being pressured in a tariff war, being beaten back by a tariff war, you think think they wouldn't want this, this result? Do you think... Companies headquartered in the United States who are now far leftist and they want, a, they want a leftist president. All the CEOs who are now progressive and back philanthropic organizations that are all progressive activist groups. You think they wouldn't want this to be something that could be exploited? Panic could set in and maybe the tide of political change could work in their favor? I'm pretty sure our adversaries in Iran who were deeply affected by the same virus, lost members of parliament in the process would be fine with us over overreacting and panicking to what we have going on here. Call me crazy. This isn't just me being Alex Jones. I'm not being InfoWars, being some sort of conspiratorial uh, crazy tinfoil hat. I'm just saying something doesn't smell right with this entire situation. And we need to start looking at all the details and start weighing the logical reasoning behind it because if it's just the simple flu, what if what we're seeing is whatever was going on in China, the coronavirus, they're killing tons of people. We're nev- what if it never came here? What if we found a way 
What if the CIA would go, hey, you know, let's get with the news media like we've done in the past with everything else and put out a disinformation campaign and we'll just say, well, you know, it's flu-like symptoms. So now you can take the regular flu in the United States and attribute it to a global pandemic shutting down the United States economy and blaming it on something that was supposed to be similar to what they had in China, which caused a humongous death toll. Washington has developed their own tests. Were those test kits available last Friday? Yes, sir. Thank you. And without test kits, is it possible that those that have been susceptible to influenza might have been miscategorized as to what they actually had, that it's quite possible that they actually had uh, COVID-19? The standard practice is the first thing you do is test for influenza. So if they had influenza, they would be positive for influenza. But only if they were tested. So if they weren't tested, we don't know what they had. Correct. Okay. And if somebody dies from influenza, are we doing post-mortem testing to see whether it was influenza or whether it was COVID-19? There is a surveillance system of death from pneumonia that the CDC has. It's not in every city, every state, every hospital. So we could have people in the United States dying for what appears to be influenza when, in fact, it could be the coronavirus or COVID-19. Some cases have been actually diagnosed that way in the United States today. Thank you. I mean, what am I supposed to believe here? Just keep that in your mind. Use some reasoning and logical thinking and question this entire situation because some of it just does not smell right. So now President Trump has decided to address the nation on this whole coronavirus, this whole Wuhan virus, which apparently that's racist, but to say that. But he has decided to address the nation and there's going to be different measures that are going to be provided to offset the economic instability that has basically been shoved into this. Now, what we don't know about the economic instability is, was this all from the coronavirus? Because you know what's happening right now that no one's really talking about? Saudi Arabia and Russia have gotten into a spat, an economic spat. And Saudi Arabia, in trying to negotiate a deal with Russia, Russia said, no, we don't want to be a part of whatever you're doing. Saudi Arabia said, okay, fine. We're going to open up the oil reserves and we're going to crash the price of oil. And that they did. That's why gas was $1.98 earlier today. And that's great for us consumers. It's not good for the fracking industry. It's not good for those in the energy industry. But what kind of hit would that take on the markets? But no, it's all the coronavirus. And we have to look at the fact that this coronavirus, the stimulus to pull out of the coronavirus that they voted on, they tried to vote on, has some interesting things. Check this out. New. Multiple White House officials tell me that Nancy Pelosi sought to include a provision into the coronavirus stimulus that would set a precedent for up to $1 billion in mandatory health spending outside of projections outlined by the Hyde Amendment. Now, this is where it gets interesting. A key sticking point in the talks appears to be the GOP's demands to include Hyde Amendment language in the bill to prevent federal funds from being used for abortions. So Pelosi and her ilk are sticking abortions into this whole thing. That's when you know this is crap. That's when you know this isn't genuine. That's when you know this is full of garbage. Now, I'm not saying the virus is a hoax. 
Many people are out there saying, oh, the Trump people, and I'm not even a Trump person, are saying the virus is a hoax. And I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is the fear, the anxiety, the panic, all of that around it is being injected and pumped up for other means. It's Cloward and Piven from the bottom up instead of with Obama from the top down. Overload the system. That's what Cloward and Pivot is. Overload the system, and then you can change whatever you want without having to go through the legislative process, without having to go through trying to get mandates passed. You can just go, hey, it's for the good of the people. You know, Patriot Act. 9-11 happened. We got to be able to spy. We got to be able to listen to everybody. We got to be able to get a warrant to listen to our foreign adversaries on phone calls with Americans to see if we got some sort of a terrorist issue going on, which has caught nobody. The NSA spying program, according to somebody who worked high up in the NSA, has specifically said it has not yielded one result. So why do we still have it? I don't know. Maybe so we can listen in on our political adversaries like they did to Donald Trump. You know, I mean, and now... We have to look at the civil liberties that are being lost with this whole thing. Take a look at what's happening in Oregon. Oregon's government is considering limiting the number of people who can congregate. They're seeing 250 people. Andrew Cuomo in New York City, limiting the number of people that can congregate together to 500. That's freedom of assembly. That's First Amendment rights. Not only that, now they're urging churches to not meet. That's freedom of religion. We're stepping on freedom of assembly, freedom of religion. What other constitutional rights will we piss away? And we'll just clean up with all that, all the surplus of toilet paper and Charmin that we bought up because we don't even need that. Listen to this guy talk about the Charmin he bought and how it's going to save his family and he might be able to barter it, use it for, I don't know, as a new currency. He's going to use uh, Scotty Tissues and Charmin and Cottonette or Cottonelle for uh, liquor. How is it in there? I tell you, it's a nightmare. Really? Really. I, I've never seen anything like it. It's pandemonium. I, I don't know uh, if we're going to make it through this, but I know that now that I've got my stock of toilet paper, my family will be safe. When we go to the barter system, which will be very shortly, I, in my opinion, I think that my toilet paper is going to be able to uh, be traded for alcohol, which i think is more important start the car we've been stocking up like i say at the liquor store we are fully prepared for uh, anything that could come our way um i've been uh cutting down some trees and i'm looking for things to make a spear i'm trying to get that ready bear traps the whole nine yards yeah this is what happens when you have sheeple this is what happens when the media says you must go buy toilet paper oh i must go buy toilet paper um, coronavirus does not have diarrhea effects. Toilet paper does nothing but stock you up. And now I cannot even wipe my butt because I've got to go into a Walmart where it's depleted of toilet paper because people panicked about a pandemic that has nothing to do with diarrhea. Barely has to do with death unless you already have a compromised immune system. But because of all that, everything's canceled. South by Southwest, which is in Austin, Texas. A liberal enclave, canceled. Coachella, which is in California, liberal enclave, canceled. Businesses, schools, closing in mass. NBA, which is beholden to China, canceled. MLB, 
I mean, NCAA tournament canceled. The only industry immune from this irrational hysteria is the freaking media. And remember, LeBron James was the one who spoke out against the Hong Kong protest in favor of China. Well, the NCAA and or the NBA is canceling March Madness. Well, that ought to hit people where it hurts. I mean, colleges, universities, everywhere. Closing. Harvard. Grinnell University. University of Virginia. Commonwealth of Virginia uh, University. All closing and operating from on-campus uh on campus locations. Could this be the could this be setting the stage for the 1967 riots they had because the indoctrination of the college students is now allowing them to go free? I mean, look what's happening in University of Dayton. Students are gathering in large crowds on Lowe Street in South Student Neighborhood on Tuesday night in reaction to news that the university housing would close Wednesday for most of the students due to the coronavirus. Well, they're closing for two reasons, because of that and also because of the basketball tournament. They're afraid of the spread. It's unbelievable. And then to, to top it all off, as soon as Donald Trump was done with his, uh, his address to the nation, Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson testing positive for the coronavirus. You know, 8 billion humans on the planet, number of infected is about Point zero zero one five percent, but we have to worry about it because, you know, Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson might be affected. Alyssa Milano tweeted, Tom Hanks, Rita Wilson, the NBA, Trumpers, can we agree that this isn't a hoax? Um, can you see how dangerous this president is? He's been lying to us for weeks. Can you see how dangerous Fox News is? They've been corroborating his lies. Um, no, we see that this is a hoax. But to think that we need to close America down because Mr. Rogers was impacted while vacationing in Australia, that's plain silly. And again, according to the news media and certain leftists, the Wuhan virus, and calling it that, is racist, right? Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez? Honestly, it sounds almost so silly to say, but there's a lot of restaurants that are feeling the pain of racism uh, where people are literally not patroning Chinese restaurants. Um, they're not patroning Asian restaurants because of just straight up racism around the coronavirus. She might as well have followed it up with, and I even saw someone named Mr. So, a decorated military general, being forced to drink from a Chinese fountain because of the racism of the Wuhan virus. People were throwing coins at him. It was a segregated koi fountain. Do better, people. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. You know, the coronavirus which originated in wuhan in china that's where it was that's where it gets its name you know if it's like they're they're telling us you know if you don't order that peking duck during this terrible time then you're a racist but you're also a cultural appropriator who should be publicly flogged and shamed for eating chinese while not being from china so what is it you pick but this is what we're dealing with the insanity of the left, and they're pumping up the hysteria, causing people to self-quarantine, causing freedom of assembly to be infringed upon, you know, freedom of religions being infringed upon. 
What other liberties are they willing to take based on the hysteria that they're shoving down our throats? Back in a second. This is Adrian Slade. The Adrian Slade Broadcast. Wash the hands, wash the surfaces. Disinfect all the time. I mean, you know, look, somebody coughs or sneezes in here. It doesn't matter if you disinfected yesterday. You've got to disinfect again. Go straight ethnic. Be cleaning everything all the time with the harshest cleaners that you can find. (laughs) Did Fredo just suggest that we need to clean, like, ethnic cleansing? Like freaking Kosovo? He had his brother on the show, and I I could only think, this has to be called Fredo and Dumbo, because it was Cuomo and Cuomo. It's ridiculous. But, you know, before we start getting real crazy, again, we don't know what's coming back as false positives. We don't know if something's misdiagnosed. We're taking every coronavirus uh, claim at face value. Listen to this. Potential false positive rate among the asymptomatic infected individuals in close contacts of COVID-19 patients. As the prevention and control of COVID-19 continues to advance, the active nucleic acid testing screening in close contacts of the patients has been carrying out in many parts of China. However, the false positive rate of positive results in the screening has not been reported up till now. But to clarify, the false positive rate during the screening is important in co 19 control and prevention. When the, rate, when the infection rate of the close contacts and the sensitivity of the specificity of reported results were taken as the point estimates, the positive predictive value of the active screening was only 19.67%. In contrast, the false positive rate of positive results was 80.33%. So we still don't know how, all, how accurate this all is. But all the main players are making the moves. Justin Trudeau is going to self-quarantine because he's a wuss. Um, we've got, we had this incident with the Brazilian leader who apparently met with uh, Donald Trump. Well, they tried to say, well, he might be positive, And then his son goes, nope, he's tested and he came negative. Um, but the craziness around all of this, I mean, China is trying to tell us, well, first off, it must have been the U.S. military that infected China and Wuhan initially. Really? And they try to use that clip I played earlier where I was showing that there's discrepancies in the testing. They try to use that as some sort of evidence that the United States is playing some sort of propaganda campaign against China and dropping the coronavirus right there in Wuhan and making it look like it's China's fault. But one can't overstate the fact from the Epoch Times, China covered up the outbreak of the new coronavirus. Chinese officials covered up the initial outbreak of the new coronavirus, costing the world some two months in response time. That's what National Security Advisor Robert O'Brien suggested. In some of the strongest remarks against the regime in Beijing about the spread of the virus, in response to the Chinese officials' recent claims that the virus didn't start in the country, O'Brien said that just isn't true. So we know that It's basically all from China, but the reactions are what I'm concerned about. I don't think that this is some plot to make some biohazard weapon to force Trump out of office. But there's some things about this incident 
whether it was a biomanufactured weapon that got out of hand or whether it was a legitimate uh, disease, whether or not some of the actions that centered around this, whether they were being exploited for political means. That's what I'm suggesting. I'm suggesting that we could have a situation where in China, in Iran, they're feeling it big time. They've got, they've got satellite imagery out there of mass graves in Iran where they're burying people who are infected with the virus. What I'm suggesting is whatever they had in China, whatever they have in Iran, whatever they have in Italy that's shutting that down, we may have it here. I'm not saying we don't, but we don't really have 100% confidence that everything that we are testing is dead on the money, yet we're acting like it. And we're shutting down the entire world. But we're not shutting down airports. We're not shutting down grocery stores. We're not shutting down malls. So how legitimate are these shutdowns? You know, we, we're not shutting down um, certain events. We have one here. We have something in the Water Festival, and, that, and it was put on by Pharrell Williams. It came about last year. People were nervous because they didn't know what to expect. It came off really successful. So they said, hell yeah, let's do it again next year and let's make it a five-day event right there on the beach. Guess what? They ain't shutting that down because it was such a success. It started the tourist industry in tourism mode months before the beginning ever started financially. They haven't shut it down one bit. But we get the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, Late Night with Seth Meyers. They're all going to suspend production. Steve Colbert gets out there without an audience and looks ridiculously boring. Joy Behar from The View is taking leave, so thank goodness for that. But it's brought up some interesting discussions about ideology, to be honest. Two things, really. Should we have nationalized health care? And the other thing it's brought up is, should we rely our supply chain of manufacturing, even if we are an interconnected economy where free trade is looked at as a positive by conservatives, but free trade in results of dependency is not. So we're going to reevaluate those relationships. We're going to have to. But look at this. This talking about top-down healthcare. Italy announces all shops. This is from the Daily Mail. All shops except pharmacies, food outlets will be closed and the death, death toll is climbing. But what's interesting is the story that follows that. The story that follows it is unbelievable. It's medical for most. Basically what they're saying is, and this is from also the UK Daily Mail, they're basically saying that the elderly are going to be evaluated whether or not they are, they should receive the, uh, you know, they should receive the, the oxygen uh, defibrillators. They should receive any of the treatments because it could be a it could be a burden on the Italian healthcare system. Yeah, they've got a socialist healthcare system over there, guys. And so, if they're going to pick and choose who gets, uh, you know, who gets any sort of treatment, that's rationing. That's death panels. That's what we said what would happen under that type of of system. The other thing we have to look at is our interconnected economies. I mean, we used to operate on the premise of federalism, local, local communities, when we were a young country. 
Your church was where we all congregated and gathered. That's how we got news of, of people's needs. That's, the church was also where we also educated our children because it was your neighbor who had the skill set to teach, who was teaching the fundamentals, the reading, writing, and arithmetic. It was the local farmer, you know, and, and we've grown out of that. But it's really interesting when you get somebody like, um, who is this gentleman? Sam Smith. Sam Stein, is it? Yeah, Sam Stein. He's from the Daily Beast. And he's also written for MSNBC. Listen to this statement he put out on Twitter. I'm not the first person to make this observation, but it truly is remarkable. The degree to which local and state officials as well as private entities and businesses are making these massive public health policy decisions, while the Fed seems to be moving much more slowly. Bravo! Welcome to the dark side. You've come. You've met conservatism. You've met federalism. That's what we talk about all the time on this podcast. All of the time. China's making our pharmaceuticals. Why are we allowing them to dictate whether or not we get coronavirus treatments? Because... We can't make it ourselves. You know, just as we thought we could move the Middle East towards democracy by giving them a little taste of freedom, you know, we were going to liberate Iraq. They're going to hold up their blue fingers because they voted and they had democracy. Just as we thought we could make nation building happen through democratic means and it didn't, it backfired and blew up in our face. So did we try to move China which we knew was a communist uh, heavyweight. We tried to go, hey, we can do trade with you guys. And through trade and through capitalism, we'll let them see the errors of our ways, of their ways. And, and they'll, they'll adopt our ways. Well, no, they didn't adopt our ways. They adopted the good parts of capitalism and infected it with communism. And now you got this hybrid thing. And now we have interconnected companies relying on China who hates us. Who wants to destroy us? Just as Soviet Union did, just as uh, modern-day Russia did. <laughs> I mean, but these are things that we have to look at. We've got, and, and everyone's taking advantage of this. Hunter Biden just said, I can't go to the hearing that I was scheduled for with the uh, Congress because ah, my wife's pregnant and the coronavirus. Yeah, my dog ate my homework. Give me, give me that kind of response. <laughs> I mean... It's it's really, really ridiculous. But we've lost common sense. We're basically shutting down the world and our economy's fallen to crap because of it. Um, there's a lot of things that there's some things in the background that we need to look at, too. I mean, you know, we're this is I don't want to I don't want to insinuate things, but I want you to hear two separate stories. The first one is from Nature Magazine or Nature.com. This is from 2016. Engineered bat virus stirs debate over risky research. Actually, November 2015. An experiment that created a hybrid version of the bat coronavirus, one related to the virus that causes SARS, has triggered renewed debate over whether engineering labs, variants of viruses with possible pandemic potential is worth the risk. In an article published in Nature Medicine on November 9th, scientists investigated a virus called SHCO14, which is found in the horseshoe uh, bats in China. 
The researchers created a, uh, a virus made up of a uh, surface protein of SHCO14 and the backbone of a SARS virus that had been adopted or adapted to grow in mice and to mimic human disease. This infected human airway cells, or it could, providing that the surface p- uh, protein of SHCO14 has the necessary structure to bind to any key receptor on the cells and infect them. It's also caused, caused disease in mice, but it hasn't killed them. Although almost all coronaviruses isolated from bats have not been able to bind to a human receptor, SHCO14 is not the first that can do so. In 2013, researchers reported this ability for the first time in a different coronavirus isolated uh, from the same bat population. So we've been screwing around with the coronavirus in certain ways in and of itself. But here's the real kicker. This is from John Hopkins. This isn't InfoWars, okay? This isn't uh, Conspiracy Magazine. Two different drills with two different goals. The John Hopkins University is among the entities continuing to put preparedness as a top priority. Two separate areas of the university recently held two different tabletop exercises in October 2019. On October 18 of 2019, the John Hopkins Center for Health Security, in collaboration with the World Economic Forum and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, hosted Event 201. Look up that hashtag, hashtag event 201. An exercise simulating a global pandemic in New York City. The goal was to outline preparedness efforts, response and cooperation from businesses, government and public health leaders to reduce economic and societal impacts of a pandemic. This was a very different kind of exercise compared to the hospital disaster drill, says Eric Toner, MD. The exercise uh, project director and senior scholar with the Center for Health security. The goal was to test the functional capabilities, but rather to also raise awareness of a very complicated and uh, difficult policy in issues. Um, Well, they simulated this event 201, a global outbreak of coronavirus transmitted from bats to pigs to people, which led to a pandemic of coronavirus-associated pulmonary syndrome, which is CAPS. CAPS is a viral illness that can range Um, From health concerns, from mid-flu-like, mild flu-like symptoms to pneumonia, even hospitalization and death. So they had this mock drill October of last year on a coronavirus, very similar to what we're dealing with right now. But it gets even better. The Seattle Times, just a couple of days ago. Gates-funded program will soon offer home testing kits for new coronaviruses. Wow, Bill Gates is actually making money off of this. Didn't he just test this a little while ago, back in October of 2019? Hmm. Testing for the novel coronavirus in the Seattle area will get a huge boost in the coming weeks as a project funded by Bill and Gates and his foundation as it begins offering home testing kits that will allow people who fear they may be infected to swab their noses and send the samples back for analysis. I'm not saying this whole thing is trumped up or fabricated or manufactured, but there's some weird coincidences. Let's not forget that this also falls in line with the release date of a Netflix uh, series about a pandemic. And who's involved with Netflix? Obama, Bill and Hillary Clinton, I think uh, Susan Wright or Sally Yates. One of those two is on the board. I I don't know. It seems really odd that all this stuff is happening right now at this moment, and the reactions that we're having are really bizarre. But you know what? By the way, if you wanted to 
if you're a public figure and you wanted to take advantage of this and say, hey, what would be the best time to get busted in a uh, gay orgy and covered in meth? This would be the day to do it because apparently Andrew Gilliam, who ran for governor of Florida, yeah, he was busted down there for uh, a meth-filled gay orgy in a hotel room. Yeah, we'll get to that on another day. But all of that gets wiped off the table. The FISA court renewals that that are being shut or, or that are being fast tracked that should be shut down that hopefully Trump will veto. That's all coming up. This squirrel of a coronavirus is on display and all of these things are going under the radar. So watch the other hand because we don't know what's coming, but also realize people are taking this crisis, this legitimate crisis of a pandemic situation and exploiting it for other means, whether it be political or economic. I'm Adrian Slade. I appreciate you tuning into the show. Check out the podcast, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, iHeart Podcast, TuneIn, Podbean, Overcast, anywhere podcasts are hosted. You can get the uh, free Adrian Slade Show podcast. Be sure to rate it. Give it a five-star rating if you can. That helps bring it up in the ranks. You can also check out the blog, adrianslateshow.com. Also, follow me on Twitter, at Adrian Slade Show or at Rants Out Loud. You can also find me on other social media platforms, Facebook, Gab, Parler, also on Snippy and Convo. Search Adrian Slade. You can also donate to the show, patreon.com slash Adrian Slade Show, or go to anchor.fm and donate. We'll see you guys next time.